Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 333, which is a weird, strange number, for December 5th, 2019. I am one of your hosts, Random Dave. Uh, Kelly? Kelly? And there's no list of who's next. <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, there is. What? It would be it. Kelly, and then Adriel, and then me. So, it's probably why oh. I can't hear her. Kelly, are you on know, mute? She's, she's, she's making... She's yeah, looking up right now. Oh, there yes, we go. I am. Oh, I turned it on mute because I was... <laughs> Hi, I'm Kelly. Yes, I'm... Looks like you were going to explode there. It's a good thing I'm not lead host tonight because I had way too much coffee. Uh-huh. Okay, coffee. go. Coffee. I would expect someone who had as much coffee as you claim to be a tad bit more alert. <laughs> Perhaps she on the ball, not Mr. No, when I have way she's too much coffee, muted. I'm not alert at all. It's like... I don't think you understand how coffee works. You don't understand no, coffee. Of course, of course, girl. Okay, go ahead. Are we restarting? No, or are we doing this? This is the show. This is like this I is what people pay for. Is this level of professionalism? Rails, off rails, and I there's us like... over here somewhere. <laughs> Trevor, go. Uh, hi. Okay, I'll do that. Um, so apparently, we're going to jump right into what we did this week in guns. What we did this week in guns is brought to us by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms <laughs> retailer. This week, they have on sale the BCL 102, wait for it, Mark 7. So, this is the uncucked BCL. They have fixed all of the tomfoolery and, and, um, trying not to swear because we're live. All of the uckery. <laughs> Has been they've fixed. unucked it, and so they've unucked it. No, we can say cuck. You don't get hit cuck. in the head with a charging handle anymore, and the gun actually ejects. ejects? Yeah, it does all the things that it was originally wow. intended to do, and it only took seven revisions. You know what? There was a thing, mm-hmm. and now the thing is fixed. And if it wasn't fixed, and it wasn't a premium <laughs> product, it wouldn't be at Canada's premier firearms retailer. Calgary Shooting Center wouldn't true. be carrying it. I have a question. If it wasn't fixed. Yes, Kelly. Do we know it's fixed? Yes. Because Calgary Shooting Center said so. Jeff would never lie to us. No. Our sponsor would never yes. lie to us. We're That's pimping a this very gun honest and we're happy about it. Okay. <laughs> What's that, Dave? He does have a very honest face. I will he give him that. Well, he's a newfie, man. How do you not love an honest newfie? I think they're all honest. There's nothing to steal out there. <laughs> I'd not be honest. I heard a very in, I heard two interesting <laughs> statistics. One, what? Newfies are the nicest Canadians, and Newfies have more sex than any other Canadians. Well, there's well, no wonder, right? It's true. They're getting laid because they're nice. That's what's going on. There is nothing <laughs> else to do. They're only nice to you because they're trying to get on you. Anyway, um, also so good. The Mark so Seven for Mark, anybody who's the Mark Seven. Mark 7 is on for $14.99, and we'll put a link in the show notes so that you can uh, go on over and buy one. So not only did they fix it, it's $400 cheaper than the one that was broken. Right. right. And it's guaranteed to be near one MOA, correct? 
Yes, right out the box. And, uh, you know, the, the, the version before this that we have at the shop that I was going on about is also MOA out the box. Um, I brought in my uh, Stag 10 with my IBI barrel, and I'm showing the boys my targets, and Denise like, oh, yeah, you want to see my targets that I do with my bone stock BCL-102? Every bit is nice. So nice. it's a shooter with the box, yeah. Well, I hunted with one last year, and I did, other than getting hit in the face with the charging handle, which was irritating, um, I really liked the gun. It was great. It was a bit heavy to haul in the woods, but whatever. I'm not a wussy. I can carry a real man's gun, so it's good. That's right. It's it's a it's a battle <laughs> rifle. It's not a, a poodle yeah, well, shooter. I mean, you can suppress it, deer really nicely with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little suppressing fire. Keep the deer's yeah. heads down. It works yeah. great. <laughs> One of the guys in my club bought one, and within a couple of days of buying it, took it moose hunting and bagged his moose with it. Nice. nice. Yeah. So with a um, <clears throat> uh, an LAR mag as well. So, just in case. Very nice. Got those backup rounds. Just in yep. case. Hey, yep. you don't want that angry cow with horns charging at you with antlers. They're nasty. So um, let's see what I got up to. My Brownells order arrived. I don't know if I had mentioned that I had a Brownells order on the go. Um, I've got a fancy pants brass trimmer. It's fancy. It's precise. But ugh, there's one downside. The thing that makes it so precise. Well, there's a couple of things. One, it's got an actual micrometer built into it. This is the Wilson Sinclair LE trimmer. Comes from Brownells. Um, the brass is held in a die and the die is locked into the trimmer makes it super precise but every time you want to re uh, start trimming a cartridge on that trimmer you need to get a die for it so i brought in the die for 22 250 and 45 70 and one of those hornady modified cases for the overall length gauge and then a couple of days later, I was on an aeroplane to go to Toronto to the NEC, which is the National Executive Committee meeting for uh, IPSC Canada. So I went there. It's typically all the section coordinators for um, IPSC. So the section coordinator is the person who is in charge of the association that runs IPSC in your province. Uh, I am not the section coordinator for New Brunswick. I went on behalf of our section coordinator as training rep to uh, represent New Brunswick at that meeting. So we talked about all kinds of things, um, updating the national disqualification policy, picking of world teams, upcoming world shoots. Um, what else? So there was something really cool. Um, oh, a lot of talk about the nationals, the nationals format, coming up with a hosting agreement. Oh, you'd like to host the nationals? Here's our package. Can you meet all these things on these dates? That sort of thing. Um, so, yeah. So, it was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, Newfoundland wasn't there this year. So, Rick was, was really missed. But uh, there was a couple of new section coordinators. Uh, Alberta has a new section coordinator. His name is Steve Sullivan. Somebody that I know. He's actually from Edmonton. I'm like, what's up with all the Ipsic in Edmonton, Steve? So, apparently, there's a place closer to you than Bonneville. But, naturally, I forget. Was it Rocky Mountain? Rocky? Rod and Gun Club? Sure. Sure. Sounds right. <laughs> we'll go with that. So, um, Manitoba's got a new section coordinator as well. Who's that? I don't remember his name. Nice guy. He's either current law enforcement or former law enforcement. Okay. Um, BC, Rob Ng. He goes by Fang. Maybe you've yeah. seen him. A large yeah. dude with... Uh, friends with Don Daly. Yeah. Not friends with. Friends. They're, they're a couple. Well, I was... I didn't want to... Okay. Fine. 
It's, yep, it's they are. 2019, Kelly. No, no yes, 2019. They're, they're allowed to be a couple. She's allowed to exercise. She is fantastic. She still. is fantastic. She's a badass chick. We've had her on, I believe. Yeah, no. we have. Yeah, we have. And we're supposed yeah, we to have, have her back on to talk about moles and the gaunts. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. She, she was Good either topic. in Newfoundland shooting a moose or had just been in Newfoundland shooting a moose while we were at the NEC meeting. So, yep. with a mosin again? Yeah, she uh, No, she brought a, a Saco or a Tika ah. with her. No, actually, it was a Tika, but she collects yeah. the Mosins. Yeah, nice. she brought it. Uh, and I asked Rob, of course, were you out there? Was she out there with a, with a Mosin? She said, no, a Tika. I said, well, they made Mosin. So, hey. <laughs> um, yeah, so the meeting was cool. Well, the meeting was there. Um, Gavin and Angela and Laura. Uh, and Laura is a um, field officer and a former Gunny Girl calendar uh, model. And same with Angela, FO, and was in the calendar. And mm-hmm. Gavin, host over at Canadian Patriot Podcast and Stop the not, Bleed Instructor. Pardon not me? Not in the calendar. No, he's, he's not, not a gunny girl. No, no. It's no, guns, if you perhaps. pay an extra 20 bucks, Gavin will never appear in the calendar. Just send that right to the CCFR. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll be thankful. <laughs> Although, he's kind of cute, you know. He's adorable. I he is adorable. I've no. never used those words to describe him. He's a manly man and uh, capable, but uh, cute and adorable I would not use to describe him. So, um, he's the one that taught us our stop the bleed course at last year's charity shoot. And he's hoping to put on a couple of courses for, uh, for us this year as well. So stay tuned for more on that. Yeah. Nice. Yep. I went to work this week at DC armory and, uh, while I was there, uh, my M4 clone came in. And as if that wasn't enough, I ordered the Chris 22. Nice. Yeah, and then today I got a I got the shock of my life. Um, Credit card bill. I oh, <laughs> your nineteen eleven didn't uh, didn't get a stop. It. <laughs> no, no. But I was at the gun dealer a couple of months ago after a match, and there was a Versamax there that was kind of cool. It was very short, very tactical. It wasn't the tactical one. It's not one I had ever seen before. It had a real short barrel, like an 18 and a half inch cylinder bore, but it looked like there was a lot of meat there to thread it for a choke. So I'm like, I want this barrel. That barrel's not available. Fine. What is available? The 22 inch turkey barrel is available, which is identical to this barrel that's on my Versamax right now. So let me go over here so I can see what this looks like. So my Versamax, um, you know, out, out the box was a hunting gun, but it was black synthetic, 26 inch. It was threaded on top. I want to put a rail on and I very quickly upgraded it for three gun. I put in the, um, I had the bottom. This is one of Casey attack Lordens early jobs. Hmm. I sent this to him and he opened it all up and he welded the lifter, but then the lifter wasn't quite the, there's see the dip in the lifter here. Well, that's the center of the shell on the lifter. And when you weld up, a regular forked lifter. The reason there's a fork there is it creates a groove to center the shell in the chamber and what for feeding better. Anyway, when you weld that, sometimes it can cause some feeding mm-hmm. issues, and it did. He also threaded this for an extended uh, bolt release button and did some, uh, we put the uh, the tube, I think, came with it. Anyway, so the barrel, you see how the barrel goes out past the tube? It's 26 inch. It's not unwieldy for three gun, but the turkey barrel is the exact same barrel, same profile, 
Say my 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 bead is missing. You don't need that one. Typically, there's a bead. No, you that don't need that one. But I, a stupid bead. I wonder where it went. And when I, I took it off it. on purpose. I might have Kelly, mm. and just don't remember because I'm just getting old. You did. I took it off on purpose because it was stupid. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, the turkey barrel is the same barrel, but 22 inches instead of 26. Okay. Mm. Oh my God, the price. Okay. A sticker shock. I can't even tell you how much. 300. <laughs> Why do you do that? <laughs> what? For Double. Double. For 600 bucks for a shotgun barrel. And really? I don't even know if that's what I'm going to pay. That might be the <clears throat> store price. Like, oh my God. What the yeah. crap? <laughs> So anyway, I sent Joey a picture of gold <laughs> that I found online of the barrel. And I'm like, this is the barrel I want. He's like, it's on back order. I'm like, ordered anyway. I didn't ask the price. I'm like, okay. Only it's a shotgun barrel. How much could it be? It's a steel tube, right? It's a pipe. <laughs> oh, hello, kitty. Uh, <laughs> anyway. How much could it be? 600 bucks? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe more. I don't think I paid that for my shotgun. Right? <laughs> so that's going to really mess me up. So I'm going to be working at that store until like I'm like 65. Um, and then I rolled up some more 7.62 by 40 WT ammo. I got my hands on a box of 20, 125 grain Nosler ballistic tip. This is one that is specifically listed on the, um, the data that's published on Wilson's website. So I wanted to try that one. I had tried a 125 SST, but uh, eh. so, but these bullets are like, 50 cost the price of a hundred of another brand. So they better be amazing. So I loaded up a bunch of those starting at the minimum charge up to the maximum charge in half grade increments. And then I loaded up some more 110 V max and some more 110 Sierra doing the same thing. I also bought a Kui model 84, 28 gauge for 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 bucks. That's much better than 600 mm-hmm. for a barrel. For the rarest of the Kui's, yep. So. Average it out. <laughs> yeah. You honest. had a very good week this week, son. I did. I did. <laughs> and then, oh, and this is cool. i got to show you guys this. Oh, as I drop over my buggle bag. <sighs> Stay. <clears throat> um, so be careful what you ask for on CGN. Because just telling someone you Why? want something on CDN constitutes placing an order. <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot oh. that I said this on CGN. And then I got an invoice in my email. Here's your invoice, Trev. <laughs> invoice for what? I open up for this. This is a Techwell PCC Magwell made for the FX9. And it is badass. Cool. Techwell makes some really nice stuff. The plastic is that I don't that magazine well looks so good. It looks so smooth. Like you could just jab at it with a mag, and it's going in there. It complements the lines of the rifle beautifully, and it doesn't matter. You just go anywhere near the neighborhood. If you're in the same zip code with your mag change, <laughs> except for that one, <laughs> it goes in. <laughs> so anyway, it's um, tech well. The plastic is. I, I again I don't it's there's a name for this kind Delrin. of plastic. It's super Delrin, durable. Delrin. Yes, you thank ta- you. It's you were Delrin. talking about those uh a month or two ago, weren't you? No, a month or two ago, Dave, I had this. Which is also cool. And shout out to um Wes <sighs> Wes who Wes Stevens. And, yeah, yes. Wes Stevens. One for me and uh I'm assuming one for other Trevor. 
And the design on this was the screw holes, as you can see here in the video, are from the bottom mm -hmm. up. That's, That's right. I suggested right. that you epoxy it on. Good thing you didn't. Well, I crazy glued it. The crazy glue is still all over the rifle. That last yeah, that's removable. Yeah. So this one has two screws that go in the back here in front of the trigger guard, and oh. I thought they were supposed to go into the hole in the receiver where the pin <clears throat> that holds the trigger guard in place goes. Nay, nay, that's not how they work at all. They don't really go into any hole. They just they're they're stopped like a clamshell. Just no, nope. the front is like that, Kelly. The back screws go through the holes, and they're just pins now. You slide the magwell into place, and there's a groove at the back of the receiver for that pin, and they lock into that groove. Hmm. Oh. Now, the front okay. screws. Now, the, the I like the product. Guys, Techwell, if you're listening, hire an angle phone to write your instructions, please, because they were garbage. The product is good. The quality of the instructions, not so good. Anyway, oh, there goes another. Did they send pictures? Yes. Okay. Now, um, the front screws are simply two set screws that screw in, and then they dimple the side of the receiver. And then the instructions are, that's okay. But if you really want to make sure it doesn't move, take it out. Take a 1 16th drill bit and just a tip, and only for a minute. Just rub the tip in there a little bit, remove some material, and then you make a perfect indent into the receiver that these set screws will lock mm. into and Robert's your father's yep. brother mm. your magwell ain't going nowhere that'd be Bob's your uncle right yep. yeah also <laughs> nephew of Robert <laughs> do they have an installation <laughs> video in YouTube or something like that I wouldn't check for that that would be too smart Aww, that's, the, internet, that's the only way to roll these days I don't, I don't think anyone should, be, yeah, should even make instruction uh, yeah. manuals they should just say Go check us out on YouTube, like a little business card. Watch the right. video on YouTube, yep. you dummy. Learn STI Twitter. did that. Here's Learn how you tune a 1911 extractor. Watch our video. This is how it's done. Watch the video first, and then go and do it again as step-by-step. Step. Exactly. So, yep. So, right. um, that's a, that's cool. Now, this weekend, or not this weekend, the Christmas oh, match. Hold, hold, about. On, hold on one sec there, Trevor. Derek is just wondering how normal length magazine fits in that magwell. Oh, standby. Normally, I assume you mean shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He means like a standard Glock mag. Yeah. I wonder where my Glock mag that, that length is. It's disappeared. I have to find it. <clears throat> Just okay. This is, see, Derek, this is why I'm not going to play PCC in two weeks. Oh, it's still good. Yeah, yeah it's not bad. It's fine. You better get your fingers out of there quick. So if it's not Trevor, it fits well. And then this is how much is sticking out the bottom. Hmm. It's not as, uh, hmm. not quite as you really got to, because you could cram your, see? But with the magwell there, Ow. like, as, as as you get close, just let go of your fingers and just try to. Yeah, and there. then just. Yeah. Just make sure you see it. Yep. Do you ever just run gotta, into, you know, can you overseed a, a magwell with that thing or no? Okay. Negative. As a matter of fact, you can't like hit it hard enough sometimes when the bolt's forward and the mag is full, depending on your mag. And my first couple of matches, I had several failures to feed for mag changing like a little sissy man. So, uh, I believe, ladies and germs, that's all I did this week. Adriel? All right, Adriel. Up to me. Hey, Black Friday. I'm the lead host. You shut oh, up, Trevor. Sorry. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Go ahead. Listen. 
The guy you shut your pie hole. He puts on to the next person. The lead host somebody, does everything else. Somebody mute him. <laughs> uh, if only we had that kind of technology. Uh, oh, we do, don't we? I don't know. I don't feel like figuring it out. Uh, Black Friday. <laughs> Black Friday sales. Uh, I got a couple guns. A couple things, actually. So this is the first one. Sweet. Mossberg uh, Plinkster 702. It's called it. It's a Mossberg, but it's not really a Mossberg. They they have some other company making yeah. these. CBC. Really? <laughs> CBC, CBC makes these. Did you know CBC makes guns? <laughs> I thought they, they were leftists, now. but I guess not. They they, they make guns. Uh, what do you What do you think? It was only 129 bucks. We were talking about it last week. So what do you think? It's It's funny you should bring up the CBC thing. They make a nylon 66 clump. Huh. 100% parts and t- interchangeability and everything. Are and you going to buy one of those too? They got the, yeah, because it's part of the, you know, it's like getting a sure shot for your Cooey collection. Oh, Apparently, okay. Adriel, they even got the dies from Remington. Oh, that makes sense. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Brazilian 22, it uh, it feels $100. Uh, the is very, <laughs> close, is very closely trimmed or it's made in Brazil? Made in Brazil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Just wanted to be clear. Clarity is important. This rear sight is uh, is is, is just uh, an exercise in making the cheapest rear sight <laughs> I have ever seen. It's fully adjustable. It's it's got an adjustment on the side there. It's got an adjustment for elevation right there, and the adjustments are nice and clicky. Uh, but it is just uh, an entirely plastic thing. It's a couple of it's yeah, crap. It's, it's a pretty crappy rear sight there. Yeah. So you throw an optic on that? Uh, yeah, it is grooved. Uh, the grooves don't look particularly nice, but that's all right. The uh, the bolt does hold open on the last shot, and then you pull up the magazine, and the bolt flies forward. Unless flies unless you forward. lock it that's back, right. so you can pull it back and then push it in, and then let go, and then it'll lock the bolt back. That's convenient, right? <laughs> I think better than a ten twenty two lock back. Yeah. 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 You're right. Uh I would rather have it just go forward. Honestly, like to, to, like like to have that and then to do that every time, it just feels yeah, that's it weird. feels crappy. Okay. Is it you... stopping on the back that's of the correct. follower? It stops on the back of the follower. Okay. Yeah. You haven't shot with it I have yet. Not though, shot right. with it. I want to see what the reliability of this thing is. Mm. What do you predict? Mm. Piece of <laughs> Ooh. Kelly. Oh man, family friendly rating. <laughs> One second, I gotta, I gotta put this man, time down. He's a child. Kelly's had too much coffee, time? apparently. <laughs> Anyways, Adriel doesn't have enough work. We need to just swear for like ten minutes straight. <laughs> that would make it easier. That would make it easier. Get us pulled off of YouTube, Kelly. You have such a dirty <laughs> mouth. Uh, I think stand. for a hundred bucks, sure. I think if this was two hundred, absolutely not. I think for a hundred bucks, it's okay. Fine. It's good for a kid to go and uh, well, do a little blinking. Kid that you don't care about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe those orphans. We'll give those oh, orphans it's an orphan. once we yeah. yeah. Once we defeat the orphans on our views, we'll give them all blinksters <laughs> just because of how much we hate them. <laughs> well, at least it's something. Here, take yeah. this kid. Here you. You know, child. some of it um, just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like the uh, the. The butt pad on it. Why does it have a recoil it, pad? It has a, a yeah. functioning recoil pad. It works. I don't know why. No, it Maybe doesn't. it was leftover from another rifle. It fits it really like it fits yeah. it really nicely. Is, is that take, is that know. butt stock detached? No, no, it's all one I was, piece. I was going to ask: Is it 
Can you take it off and put it on something else? That... I feel like I could rip it off, but That's there's also cool. screws on it, so I probably shouldn't. <laughs> it's a hundred bucks. Okay, yes, it's a hundred. Essentially, once it gets dirty, just throw it in the dumpster and just buy it's another. It's very one. nice and light. It very, um, very much like a a, a Marlin seven ninety five. Like when you look at the bolt, you look at the mag. That like all the the layouts and that kind of thing. It's very much like a Marlin seven ninety five. The same. Yeah. Did you take it all apart? Yes. It's very weird. How's the how's the fit and finish inside? Um, okay, it's 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 actually That's not right. terrible finished inside. Like there's some cheap parts. There's some parts like the uh, the actual magazine is being held on by a little groove that is cut into the back right there, and it is as cheap as uh, it looks. It is just <laughs> like there's nothing there. Yeah, yeah, but it works. It works actually really well. Like part part of like what I complain about with twenty twos is the magazines are always like really crappy. This one's actually not that bad to to put in and take out. Question: yeah. How do you feel about the quality of a five nine seven magazine? Uh, the pot metal they use is really crappy, but fine. Flimsy. Uh, you ever seen one fail? I've yeah. seen the extended mags fail, fail to feed. Yeah, yeah, the extended mags are all plastic and they don't lock back. Kelly, what kind of failures have you seen with them? Mm, just not, just basically. Um, well, there's either failure to feed in a no, magazine. It just basically it won't feed. Basically, the yeah. springs on so, them are pretty every, light on on the on the five nine seven. They don't they don't really cram the rounds up very hard. So I could I could see a second round fail to feed, not the first one, but the second one, just because it can't get that round up there fast enough. There's been several um, versions, and I guess you can tell if you know what to look for. Like used to, like the number 10, one generation didn't have a circle around it, another generation had a circle around it. So I think they have had some problems and have upgraded them as they go, but you need, you'd have to do some research. So when you go to a store, you're not buying like new old stock that's actually an older gen mag that's hmm. poopy. Yeah. See, yeah. Kelly? Poopy. Yes. Yeah. Poopy is the right poopy. word. Poopy. Family friendly words. Yeah, if poopy. you say shit, Adriel has to. <laughs> If you say poopy, he thank does. you, thank you, Dave, for helping <laughs> Kelly understand. Adriel's going. I got stuff to do. Clarity is important. Thank you. Normally uh, <laughs> it's me. Normally it's me that does this. I'm the good boy tonight. Uh, first time. Yeah, it's the first. All right. Really. Well, let's keep going on the twenty twos here. Uh, this this is okay. a, uh, a a crappy stock, <laughs> but it was fifty bucks. 50 <sighs> so what? Yes. Okay, here's here's what's here's Chinese what's so what. Um, I so can you describe for those listening what this stock is? This is a is? Tapco Intrafuse stock for the Ruger 1022. Right. Now, I shot it. I shot a 237 maple seed score with one of those, but I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> okay, it was but the results were good. Yeah, it would have been better. Stock screwed Maybe. me. Uh this is so that little kids can shoot a 22 because you can crank the stock in and the length of pull is nothing. Maybe. Yeah. And it's pretty light. Yeah. But it's got a pistol grip so they grow up to be serial killers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's an assault weapon. Yeah. So you solve yeah. the immediate problem, but not the long term yeah. problem. Uh, they have uh, they have two different uh, buffer so tube ugly. things. They've got one buffer tube that like cants down, so you can use it with iron sights. And I promptly threw it in the garbage because who needs that? And they got this straight one, uh, which you can actually get a good 
Get a nice yeah, cheek get a weld. Nice cheek weld on yeah. a, on a scope with that. So uh, I was like looking at different ways to lower this scope. I would have had to like trim out the uh, the rear <laughs> of the uh, rail here if I needed to get it lower. But now I don't need to because it's fine like this. No, you don't. The only Adriel, yeah. I have a question for you. Are you just trying to collect every god awful hideous gun on Earth, or what is wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> he explained this to me last week. He buys guns that there aren't a lot of YouTube reviews on. Yes. This is how he gets the traffic. You see, he reviews the garbage no one else will. Yeah. So that you can go to his video, find out it's garbage, and then not buy it. He's a humanitarian. Get off his back. Okay. He's doing the, the community a service. Doing what the have Lord's you done? work, really. Yeah. You uh, swore. Some people Made are saying that work. my voice is out of sync. I'm going to just... just try to do something. Can you guys still hear me? Nope. No. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I was worried about that. Okay, let's see if that uh, let's see if that fixes it for anyone who's watching live. Uh, the only thing that I think I got to do is take the extended mag release off because now, like that's where you're supposed to release it. You can kind of pinch it with your fingers and and it works. But I think I'm going to mm. put the put the other one back on just because that's in the way. But uh, these are fifty bucks at Bass Pro. That's very inexpensive. <laughs> that's really expensive. That's almost half the price of your uh, of your. Uh crappy plankster yeah <laughs> need to throw like a ten dollar stock on that thing mm. yeah uh and then the let's see where am i going yeah this is the other guy i got uh this is a savage axis one in 243 so my oldest son is uh, is going to be the age you can hunt deer with next year so i figured it was time to get it alberta what that four and a half five nice uh, a diapers, out of diapers, and you're good. To out go. of diapers, okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. not so much age as potty trained. Yeah, yeah. If you don't poop yourself in the gravel line, you can shoot a deer. Welcome to Alberta. <laughs> yeah. Um, I enjoy the fact that that thing has like a flag on the side of it announcing that it is a savage. People next savage. county over be like, "Hey, a savage." Uh, I, I typically don't take stickers off, but I will take right. this one off because uh, it's going to be a hunting rifle that I'm going to keep for a while. You're going to keep That's it for a while. Much. Yeah, yeah. This is the compact, so it's got a shorter length of pull on the uh, on the stock. If I wanted to, I could also get. They've got a shim kit that will <laughs> shim up the back of this thing and put it to regular size. Um, but I think it is just going to be a dedicated youth rifle, and uh, and I'll leave it at that. Cool. Yeah, I swapped off the uh, super crappy scope with a Cabela's Covenant four to sixteen FFP. It's just awesome. It's a nice. It's not scope. awesome. It's, it's nicer scope, and it's pretty. And it has a good warranty on it, too. Mm -hmm. So not bad. Is that the one that's rumored to be a Vortex just branded Cabela's for them? Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah, it's nice. a lot cheaper. But it I'm still has a great turtles. warranty, too. I might yep. be looking at Marcel's birthday present. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Chucked it on, so I needed some 30mm rings, so I got a set of those. Uh, what else did I do to this thing? I put a trigger kit in it, and it <laughs> it's supposed to reduce the... the pull by 40%. Now this thing was 4 pounds 12 ounces, 4 pounds 15 ounces right around 5 pounds. And now it's uh, it's 2. <laughs> With no wow. take up at all. And it just yeah. goes. <laughs> On an old school Axis trigger? This is an Axis 1, so like the there's no uh, Accu trigger on it, right? It's just a straight up savage How much Axis was that M Carbo kit? 20 bucks! <gasps> yeah! 
think around that. They have a couple of shims on there. You stick the shims on the side of the trigger to like reduce the side-to-side -side play because there's actually yeah. quite a bit of play in it of course. when you yeah. get it from the factory. And then they give you a trigger return spring. Now, the original one's too beefy. It's too beefy to trigger return spring. Uh, so they People give you a one coils, that's a lot lighter. They were getting too crazy with that. What, say again? People were cutting the coils, but they were getting a little crazy with that coil cutting. You can cut the coils, but then you got you'd have to stretch it out anyways, or get a spring that is already the the right length, the right uh, the right pull. So uh, I did some like stress testing on this thing to see if I could uh, get it to uh, get get it to get the sear to trip by like dropping it and that kind of thing. Couldn't so. There you go. So now I need a 243. I don't own a 243. If I get a 243 axis, put that trigger kit on it, boom. The ammo is so cute. It's like a tiny little bullet on there. It's like a big three-way case, a tiny little bullet on there. They're accurate. Yeah. 243 is an accurate, stanky little round. And Beautiful deer round. With appropriate ranges, just destroys the deer. Yeah. That M-Carbo, you can just get uh, straight from the States. This Axis, uh, this is also something that I liked to see. They've got this new style magazine. Detachable uh, mag? Well, the other ones have a detachable mag, but it uses like this bent piece of plastic that's really crappy yeah. feeling. Uh, this one's got a, a much nicer mag. Much nicer yes. mag. Like the, pla it's, the plastic on the bottom is better rounded to the stock. And uh, and the action with this push button is, uh, is just a lot nicer oh, as well. Oh, wow. Did they ever improve that? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Adriel, I have some M Carbo products, and I always bought them direct. Where did did you get this direct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they just sent it up from the states, a couple springs and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, I might, I might, I might deer hunt with this next year too, <laughs> on the weekends where I don't have the the boy out with me. What what, what, what uh, caliber is that? Two forty three. Oh, it is. Oh, cool. I didn't realize that when I was going on about a two forty three. I've got a buddy who has a 243, and she shoots it. Actually, she has a Savage Access in 243, and she shoots a deer every year with it. One shot, boom, no more deer. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. I prefer to recover the animal, but whatever. I can't comment really. <laughs> no, that would be 223 out of an AR-15. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Armor-piercing, incendiary. <laughs> that commercial played again recently, or it was making the rounds on Facebook again, that leftist news media outlet talking about how powerful the 223 is, and they transfer over to uh, a guy shooting a 12-gauge. Oh, yeah. The slug into uh, the pumpkin. He even pumps really it. <laughs> was it the one where the guy's holding, the, the doctor or whatever's holding the picture of the hole? This is the size of the hole that a 223 makes. I'm like, oh. maybe if you put the whole gun right through somebody, but... <laughs> while mounted to a truck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. So, anyways, cool. Nice. Um, now that I have that range finder, and this thing's got MOA clicks on top, maybe I'll shoot this thing at long range, too. I don't know. 243 mm. is, uh, is a stanky little round, and uh, yeah. it's basically like 6mm Creedmoor. Like, the more we... A few yeah, people had those out at um, the Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge, shooting them. Mm -hmm. I have a twenty-round mag for it. <laughs> oh, that's Sweet. right, you do. Tyler from the um, Liberty of Death podcast, he's got a two forty-three in an MDT chassis. He brought that to the charity shoot when New Shooter host, well, when Kelly and Kevin hosted. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, did he he laid down some tight groups in one of our competitions with that. Wasn't it the? Didn't he? He was the one that won the hostage stage. Yeah, it was a really tight group. Tight, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and there was time constraint there. If he would have been like that under was... ideal conditions, they would have been even probably would have been half that. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's a, he is a good shooter. 
Yeah. Yeah, so All right. I got a whole bunch of ammo for it, too, so we'll, uh, Sweet. we'll shoot that. And then uh, I thought I was done buying gun stuff, but then on Monday, uh, Trigger Tech had their uh, Cyber Monday sale. They had their AR, their limited AR trigger, which is like a cassette-style trigger. I kind of wish I had known this. Why didn't you let me know this? It came up, I bought one, and they were sold out like right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they well, would you like online. to sell it to your favorite co-host? I was just going to say, Kelly, when, you, when he's yeah. done doing a, a review on it, he should sell it to you. Oh, it's used. That'd be a good Rather yeah. than Reduced trying price. it homeless person. It's, <laughs> it's, it's used, so half price. <laughs> It's practically worthless now, now that it's used pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that'll be cool. I don't, I don't actually have a gun to put it in when it gets here. So. Oh, really? Come on. Not really. You don't yeah. have any AR-15s? Not, not couple, one? I have a couple, but they all have nice triggers in them. I've got a empty STI lower here that needs a trigger. Mm. And I won't try and bend you over on the price like she is. <laughs> Stop it. Well, we'll auction it off. Highest bidder. Uh, minimum bidding starts at 169 <laughs> 152. Ooh. No, we're not going to go that way. You have to go up. Describe yourself well in one one word. Does not play well with other follow instructions. <laughs> I got a fridge uh, magnet that says exactly that. There you go. Nice. And then uh, I've got a three gun match this weekend. It's just like a fun match, so I decided to pull out like a bunch of like really terrible guns. The what do worst you use? Stuff I could possibly run. I'm going to run. Come in, come in. Uh, my Gersan MC28 9mm, which is like uh, the cheapest 9mm handgun you can buy, I'm pretty sure. Except for some of those older uh, Tokarevs that are in 9mm. <clears throat> right. Like $299. $299 for a pistol. So I'm going to run that. Uh, I've got a Pardis uh, shotgun that's all mangled up. I'm going to run that. And I don't know then... what that is. Is that the one with the uh, the coin as yep, your... That's the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds Turkish. Yeah, sounds okay. Turkish it is. Very Turkish. They were cool, uh, Dave. They came on sale at um, some store that was going on wholesale. business. We were, ho, trigger, trigger Wholesale? No. No, Wholesale Whole, Sports. Wholesale Sports was blowing them out. I like I pulled over on the side of the road when I got the message from Adriel and was like, I bought it from my phone on the side of the road. How much was it? Like 199 200 200 yep. For a semi-auto 12-gauge. <laughs> um, Does it work? It. Well, Adriel's worked. Mark bought yeah. it. It stopped working, and we couldn't get it fixed. We kept the the. Uh, yeah, what happened to it? Locking. There's a uh, kept dragging. A, well, that thing in the in the in the bolt that locks up into the uh, receiver. Mm-hmm. It kept. It would just get stuck there. You huh. couldn't open the shotgun. You had to completely disassemble it. It was just now. <laughs> bad. 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 <laughs> Try getting warranty uh, from. Okay, so you're using the Pardis. You're yeah. using your sand. What are you using else? What else? What rifle? Uh, for that, I'm using my M1 Grand in 308. That's nice. probably going to be the stronger. What? Well, actually. No, you, you have to use. Wait, come on. I could use my Axis in 308 and jam the 20 round mag in it. That's practically cheating. You so should. <laughs> That'd be fun. Be interesting to see how you did with that. Oh. Mm. That barrel would be hot. Set your zoom right back. <laughs> 3x, yeah. <laughs> we had a guy come out to um, to one of our matches, and he was shooting um, shooting a vintage CQB with something similar, like a very thin barrel bolt action gun. And after sixty rounds and thirty minutes, melted. Oh, you couldn't even touch it. Mm. Vintage CQB. So this was a thing where, yeah, 
You had to run something vintage? Remember he was on a couple of weeks ago and talked about it? Yeah, we we ran uh, a a Milserp uh, two-gun match at at Chaz as well. It's fun. I like doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, Anyways, M1. And then uh, it's nice. it's such a nice shooter. Like it's such a nice shooter. It's so accurate. And uh, I have a pile Ding. of 308. I've got a hundred rounds on end blocks. So I think I think that should be good. I don't think I'll have to reload the whole match. I'll just keep running end blocks. I don't have nice. the proper end block uh, carrier. Did so I send you pictures of the guy who shot the three gun match with us, and he had the end blocks on clips on his belt that he fabricated? Yeah. No, you're supposed to send us that. Oh. <clears throat> well, we've got like we've got guys that that run M1 Garands at our three gun matches, and some of them have the pr- the proper like World War II band. Yeah, here. No, this this yeah. was like an Ipsic mag pouch for M blocks. It was crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna awesome. I'm gonna put them in like a binoculars case or like an SKS mag pouch on my belt or some crap like that, and it'll be fine. I want pictures. You know, pictures. Oh, and I'm also yeah. going to wear that onesie uh, snowsuit thing that I have that looks ridiculous. I so want pictures. <laughs> I want one of those, by the way. Yeah, maxing out the uh, the seriousness for uh, for this match. Can you send right. me the link on where you got that? The onesie thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, thanks. Uh, I got them. I'm sending them to you now. <laughs> All right. Wait in turn, Trevor. And then that's it. That's it for me. I got uh, Dave. Go ahead. I got uh, my my wife <laughs> found a, a new ran a new random cat, which you was walking that. around yeah, randomly coming into the shot. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the cat's cat name? Um, its name is Ravi. Aw, hi yeah. Ravi. So we have new cats. That's awesome. Yeah. New cat. And I did nothing with guns. The cat's better than Matthew, by the way, which was pointed out on my Facebook page <laughs> by many people. So. What you did today in guns. <laughs> Meow. Meow. <laughs> Perfect. And I did nothing in guns other than clean a gun, and that was it. Because I haven't had time because I've been busy. So. You ever get Very your busy. Shadow 2 running? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been a no, year. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually, it's been a year and a half. I'm a little further behind than I was because I don't have the, uh, I, I, gave, I gave my buddy, hey, Adam, speaking of which, he's a listener. To get that stupid thing drilled out for me, I kind of need that back one day. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm waiting on my gun parts back from him, and then I'll have to try and find a pin. But I don't know. I may just put a bolt in it and then cut it off with a... Stop. Sure stop. You're it. hurting my head. Just send me the gun. <laughs> <laughs> me the gun. I was going to, actually. But yeah. So, uh, no, my gun is not fixed, but I will. I will get it fixed for the spring because I want to get my black... Redo my black badge course and then uh, start shooting him sick. Yeah. Sweet. It might be a good idea to send it out to Trevor and have him fix it. It'll, it would probably be done by spring. Maybe. Might crack the slide, but I know. Yeah. Crack the slide, so I don't know. Or I'll get it back. Maybe I'd maybe I'd send it out. I'd get it back, and there'd be a red back in the box. Red uh, red back in the box instead of my. Uh, oh, that'd be nice. My shadow. Yeah. Mm. I sometimes I confuse my gun. I tell you the wrong gun. You can just I'd, swap it. That's okay. the same thing. They take the same mags. For yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd take that. Anyway, Kelly, what, were you what did I do? Yeah. I went into SFRC on Saturday and I got talked into a new Troy AR. So, I, so I bought an AR-15. You going to dump the other one or keep it or what? And, uh, probably actually. I don't know. I was going to buy some new things for the, uh, well, the Troy 
it's a lot lighter. Uh, it's 14 and a half inch barrel, which is the same as the one that I currently have. This one already comes with the Vortex uh, red dot mounted on it. Yep. I have all kinds of red dots. I got scopes. I got everything for the other one. So I don't know. Maybe I'll keep both of them. Oh, but... you had all the stuff. I just thought you didn't. You said you had. So you had. No, the stuff. You just never got I... around to setting it up. Yeah, but okay. I also have some other things. I wanted to swap it out. I wanted to make it more personal. This one is going to be fantastic though, because I was playing as around is. with it. It's a lot lighter. Uh, the trigger on it is actually really, really good. Nice trigger straight out of the box. So, mm. yeah. Well, I was going to suggest the selling the NEA to put accessories onto this one or optics, but you're all good all around. I have, uh, yeah, I have actually a couple of red dots, and I have a scope as well already, and nice. I have everything I for it. A couple so. buddies over to SFRC to buy those guns who didn't have AR-15s yet. They're like, I'm looking for a cheap AR-15. How about a Dorinko? I'm like. How about you spend an extra hundred bucks and get this? Yeah, because I, I was able to get the Troy AR for just over a thousand dollars. Everything all in with taxes and everything. So it's it pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. they're a good bunch of. What's your, over what's there, your yeah. other AR have on it for optics? Uh, right now, nothing. Nothing. You're gonna have what like one, one, one with you... a red dot and be like your close-in gun, and one with a scope, and that one be like mid-range kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. So right now. The Troy already, as I said, it has the RD2 red dot, so it has a vortex. Uh, downstairs in a box, just sitting there waiting for me to mount it. I also have another. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a spark. So vortex, uh, and then I have a bushnell scope, and that one is a four to sixteen. I think four four to twenty four. I don't know. Anyways, so that's what I have. Uh, what else did I do? Oh. So, Kelly Kincaid, who is here in Kingston with me, we're called Kelly Squared, and we decided that we were going to go out and support Ducks Unlimited. They're doing their pre-sales uh, for uh, a dinner that they're having. So, she and I went in on tickets for the dinner, but it's a package. And in the package, you get the calendar, see, Ducks Unlimited calendar, and the calendars themselves are $40, but you get a it's a gun draw every week, so fantastic. We get entered into that. We got $300 worth of raffle tickets, and in the raffle tickets, you get to win sweet things like guns again and Yeti coolers and different things. And then we also got um, I, we got beer. <laughs> we got a, a McKinnon Brothers is a local brewery, and they sponsored the event as well. And you get a growler, you get um, can of beer, four cans of beer, and thing, and then a, I'm a sorry, silver tank. How, how did you pronounce growler just now? Growler, growler, whatever it is. What is it? Growler. Whatever. Growler. This is important. So I got one of those. Next thing you're going to be calling magazines clips. This is how it starts. Shush, 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 shush. <laughs> uh, growler. Is that better? Thank you. Mm -hmm. So we got those, um, and we got to figure out because I'm not drinking anymore. So I think we're going to. I'm going to Kelly's this weekend. So I think uh, we'll have them there. There are keto alternatives for alcohol. Yeah, I know. Like but water. I'm not drinking beer. Neither so they're going to go this weekend because we're having a, a weekend at the the Kincaid Ranch. So I'll bring that out. But just we're going to have a really really good time. Um, and we're going to get out there and idea as well. I thought it was important for us. We're going to wear our CCFR shirts and everything, but it's a date night between the Kellys because, you know, we're awesome. Uh, we're awesome. We are. Well, hey. Uh, the other thing that we did was we did a senior instructor call. I think we 
we did that. We Adriel was on it. We did that Monday night, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about with that is Adriel and uh, Gallon and Saskatchewan, which is Ryan B. Tamson. There's a whole bunch of people. <laughs> and all of Saskatchewan, that's four yes, people. Yes, I know. <laughs> it is four people. Uh, we were talking about it, so we're going to put a call out and just basically ask people to, if you're interested in doing an event in 2020, and you, we're starting to plan these. So if you're interested, send us an email at info at mapleseedrifleman.com so that we can actually look at going to a range. We're going to look at the ranges that we've already been to this year and last year. Um, but if we have not been to your range yet, we are going to actually ask you to send us an email just to let us know that you're interested. We'll try and actually incorporate that into our plans. Now that we have shoot bosses, Dave, I love you. Walk like an Egyptian. He's <laughs> if um, yeah. So we have shoot bosses in the various areas, and so we can actually be a little bit more regionally driven as well. So just to let you know, info at mapleseedrifleman.com. Send us an email. And the other thing is calendars. Watch for the drop announcement. It is coming out momentarily. So that's where I got this shirt from a calendar. Did you? Did a friend of mine one. She didn't want everything, so she's like, pick something. I'm like, t-shirt. T-shirt. I'm going to talk about my t-shirt in the shadows. Okay, that's it. Dave, I think. If I, Dave, if I was going to look through that calendar and pick something, it wouldn't wouldn't be a shirt. <laughs> I think she won. Some, I think she won something, and she got the or the uh, CCFR stuff with it. Here's right? a hint, Dave. Mm-hmm. I can't see what kind of rifle that is. Are you talking no, about the truck? Yeah. Yeah, right. no, um, the boots, the calendar. Okay, cool. Dave, you're up. No, I'm just going to sit here awkwardly and stare at Trevor for a while. Oh, Upcoming events. Really awkward. Uh, Kim Adams sent in that on December 14th, 2019, the Saskatoon Rifle and Revolver Club will be having the monthly indoor, indoor ORPS-style match at the Saskatoon Wildlife Federation Indoor Ranges. Five stages of fire using a variety of props that ORPS and CRPS would use. There will be a maple seed flavor to stage. Ooh, I love maple seed flavoring. To stages as well. All shooting is done at 25 meters on paper targets under the command of an RSO. All 22 LR rifles are welcome. Optics are recommended as well as two 10-round magazines. A bipod, bag, and sling will enhance your experience. The match starts at 1500, which is 3 in the afternoon. $20 match fee. If you're interested in the PRS-style rimfire rifle events, stop by on Friday, December 13th at 7 in the evening to see the props used, experience the course of fire. They do provide coaching. If you can't make the Saturday match, then the actual match will be made available on Friday. Cool. Thanks to our match sponsor, Extreme Range Outfitters of Saskatoon, James Adam. Uh, 10th Annual Podcast Network Charity Shoot as happening at Restigouche Gun Club. Best gun club ever. Yay, love Restigouche. Saturday, July 4th, registration and payment through practice score. It's 25 bucks. Mini Steel Challenge, 22 pistol, 22 rifle, PPC or handgun, half a round of trap, and one self-serve pistol base set up for steel. It's going to be a hell of a good shoot. Come on out and have some fun. I didn't actually shoot much last year, but I don't really care. I just hung around with cool people. Is it on practice score yet? Um, no, you and I are going to have to uh, do the thing because um, 
either, you know, I want to figure out the logistics of how they can register for all three events. Do we set it up as a shooting event? Do we set it up as an event? You know, we've got options in practice course, so that's mm. a conversation you and I will have soon. Sounds so hard. registration also, and payment will soon be available through practice course. Yeah, I should change that. Thank you, Dave. Yes, you should. People may be, may be looking. I was going to go look. <laughs> All right. Uh, am I reading this next bit about the Maple Seed events? No. Okay. Nope. Adriel, no. No. Nope. Uh, news. news. Yeah, uh, I'll take the first one there. Dennis Young uh, just released an A-tip on uh, straw purchase gun records. So uh, <gasps> earlier this year, Bill Blair uh, made the comment that uh, records or reports have shown that uh, straw purchases are on the rise. Uh, there was a, um, a SWAT officer in Alberta here who said the same thing. And so Dennis Young put an e-tip out there to find out, hey, can I get access to those reports? And uh, what they found was they did not exist. So Because they're so no low, they don't <laughs> keep them. Although they've reported, I think there was one last year. <laughs> uh, Dave, I tried Dave's to got his reaction somebody. ready. He drew up a reaction. That is my shocked face. Yeah, right. shocked face. <laughs> I actually Dave. tried to report the local store, the manager of the local store, for doing it, and it was just like nothing happened. Yeah. I was in the store when he was coaching a customer on how to do a straw purchase. Serious. Guy was looking at the gun, and the manager <laughs> said, Do you want to see it? And he says, No point. I don't have a license. He says, Fine. He said, Just get one of your buddies to come in and buy it. No. I swear to God, Kelly. And I just was so. In shock at what I heard, I just stood there and out loud, I said, I, I can't be in here. I have to leave. Like, I was like, my inside voice was coming right out my face hole. And he's like, what? I said, I, I, I can't be in here if that's like what you're telling customers. So I started to walk away. He's like, sir, sir, wait, wait. He comes over, he grabs me by the arm. He's like, they all do it. And I'm like, no, they don't all do it. As yeah. long as you don't give him the gun unsupervised, it's fine. Yeah. So. Wink. Yep. I, anyway, that is so freaking rare. I emailed my CFO about it. <laughs> Nothing happened. There was never any follow-up. The date, the time, the location, you know. I, anyway. Whatever. If you're listening, you know who you are, you greasy douchebag. Yeah, don't sell guns to people with their licenses. Mincing yes. Here, are we? Yeah. We no. don't appreciate it. Thank you very much. Oh, you screw it, screw it all over. Yeah. yeah. I have issues with licenses as to whether they're actually a valuable thing or not, but that's the law. I don't do it. Yeah. For no other reason. You don't change yeah. the law by breaking it. No. Speaking about enforcing the law, as of December 1st, game wardens in Quebec can now enforce that <coughs> province's long gun registry. Let's see them do it. That means they can ticket and seize your firearms if they are not on the registry. That's, I'm. See if they actually do it or not. Yeah. Oh. Mm. They'd be hassling a lot of people. When uh-huh. this is the difference between Quebec and, and New Brunswick, when the long gun registry first came out, New Brunswick actually went out publicly and stated our D our DNR officers will not enforce this in the woods. Our DNR officers at that time are responsible only for the New Brunswick Wildlife Act. Your firearm registration, your licensing, that's a you problem, that's an RTMP problem. We're not going to have our guys do it. We just are going to look for violations of the New Brunswick Wildlife Act. As they should be. Right. Not no more. 
New Brunswick yeah. has made them public safety. They're under public Officers. safety now. Yeah, yeah, and they have all the same authority as a regular peace officer. They can ask for your vehicle insurance, well, they are vehicle peace license. Yeah. Yes, but they were responsible for one act specifically. Now, no longer. Yeah. Now they're responsible for all the acts. So, I was talking to a, a CFO in Ontario a while ago when the registry was still a thing, and I just I asked him about it, and he's like, "You know what? In the area I'm in, Northern Ontario, he said if I was asking people for firearms license, he says I'd be arresting." everybody and i don't have that much room in the bed of my truck <laughs> yeah with all those so old said, all, just exactly and he said in all honesty i don't give a damn don't shoot a deer don't shoot a deer illegally i don't care if you have a firearms license why would i care in so, those okay, back cool. in those days dave <sighs> when it would become an issue was when well we caught you poaching yeah and then mm-hmm. they nail you to the wall and the gloves come off yeah so, yeah, from Slamfire, we recommend that you have a license always. We don't recommend that you do straw purchases and whatever. And this shows for entertainment purposes only. So Yes. Well, I'm not saying people shouldn't have licenses. No, I'm just saying that's what we license, recommend. Our legal department. I don't yeah. recommend nothing. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually had a thing at um, at one of the clubs I'm a member of where they were talking about it, and they actually put a spot on the sign-in sheet ATT number and I said really oh yeah and I'm at a meeting and I said as a no I don't want my safety officer I don't want I am I am not checking people's ATT well we need to check that I said and I'm telling you right now period I'm not checking ATTs I'm not checking people's firearms licenses I'm not checking anything because that's not my problem. And in the end, I don't care. Don't be an asshat on my range. You have a gun in Canada. You must have had a license to get it. You have ammunition. You must have had ammunition to get that. And you must have had an ATT or you wouldn't be at my range. Correct. I'm not the freaking cops. And what would I do in the end right. if somebody shows up without a license? Call the OPP and have them come arrest this person? Well, you actually, have a, you actually have a civic duty to report a yeah. crime that you know is happening. I don't think you do, actually. Oh, you do. I know, because I was found guilty in court of just such an offense. Oh, I didn't think you did. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a teenager, somebody got beaten up. I knew he was getting beat up, and they charged me with assault. I was like, how you charged me with assault? I wasn't even there when the guy got caught a beaten. You knew he was getting beat up. You didn't call the cops. It's your civic duty to report a crime. You know what's happening, so you're going down, too. Lawyer screwed me. I should have fought it. Interesting. Yeah, like I should have fought him. At least if I would have, you know, I could have got a punch in on him. Could have made it worth it. <laughs> Same punishment. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, moving on. Let's move on to the throne speech. Throne speech. Yeah, they had a throne speech, and uh, no real news. But the language was the same. So the language yeah. was the same as the uh, campaign. So it doesn't sound like they're they're leaving this idea behind. <laughs> Sounds like they're going to continue with it. Uh, and that is the it is ban military style assault rifles like that's a thing, gun buyback like they owned them in the first place, and they're going to let allow municipalities to introduce gun bans. That is going to create such a cluster. Yep. Like America has, um, in some respects, a lot more gun freedom than we do and gun rights than we do. But at the same time, in the U.S., there are municipalities that make their own laws. So you could be like, mm-hmm. mag capacity in Colorado is 15 rounds, but you could go somewhere else in the state. And or, uh, So the new 22 that 
Adriel just bought with the pistol grip, you're not allowed to have it in New York State. Just saying. Right. So, yep. you know, but in Careful. Michigan, you're fine with that. Exactly. So, but it's not just that. It's not only state to state. Some municipalities in the U.S. do pass their own gun laws, and it just creates, creates such a mess. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is about this whole thing: we allow municipalities to ban guns. Great. Toronto bans handguns. They take everybody that has a handgun and they kick them out of the city. They evict them, whatever they do, or force them to sell their guns. I guess. Like, how would they even enforce this? Does the RCMP? Well, yeah, but who cares? Bylaws are used. The bylaw officer carrying an an AR-15 shows up. Yeah, but the thing is, is is the RCMP then going to phone Toronto Police and give them a list of all the ATT holders or restricted oh, firearms owners in the city? And then they go... a list pretty easily. Ooh, the Gestapo. Yeah, and then they come knock on your door and say, hey, do you still own these? Well, get out of Toronto. Like, like it's, it's just stupid. And even if they did it and everybody that had a handgun didn't kick up a fuss and, and legal handguns and moved out of the city so they could keep their guns... And then the crime just continues as it is. What's the game there? Because it's not going to make any difference. Zero difference. And they have to know it's going to make no difference. So it's stupid. They're going to do it and then go, look, we made you safer. Oh, wait, nothing changed. Like, like the end game there is just is just terrible. Like, it's just stupid from every possible angle. There's yep. no positive outcome for anyone. And it makes the politicians look stupid. Err. <sighs> stupid err. Not to the left. They see them as doing something. It's all that matters. They don't but have to do nothing, what's right. Nothing changes. Oh, it's like, a nothing it burger matter. for sure. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. There the are. Is, go ahead. Trevor, there are several pocket. millionaires in Toronto that own guns, and there's a couple who can draw a lawyer faster than they could draw a gun. So, good luck, Sparky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that will be very interesting. Uh, and I see that the throne speech did say that the government will crack down on gun crime. So, good luck. Did they? I mean, it'll be a crime to own a gun in Toronto after this, so they'll crack down on that. Oh, good point. And then they could arrest yeah. you, and then they've got better statistics. I'll right. You're going to get illegal guns off the street by making your uh, uh, pistol grip 1022 illegal and then taking it from you. Seems like everyone wins, really. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine all those crimes they'll, they'll uh, keep people from committing. Well, just like when they made marijuana legal, they created a bunch of crimes. The list of offenses before marijuana was legal was short. Now it's like it's not legal. Long. It's highly regulated. Yeah, yeah. whatever. I pointed, out, I pointed to, to a buddy of mine when he said that uh, you know it's it's legal and blah blah blah. I said really because if you're selling it now, now you're evading taxes, and that's something the government actually takes seriously. It mm-hmm. does. <laughs> it was a drug for years until they started selling it. Then it became a medicine. Right yeah. when they're taxing it, it's a medicine. When they're not taxing it, it's a drug. I've and been the... watching um, a really interesting show on Netflix, Ken Burns, The Prohibition. Highly recommend that everybody go watch that because right. I didn't know much about it. But when you actually watch the entire thing, just take the word booze and put gun in. And it's exactly yep. the same as the moral panic of today or comic book or rock and roll music, video games. It's Thank all you. the exact same people with the same arguments, with the same moral panic, and think of the children. It's always think of the children. And it's just amazing that people still fall for that. I genuinely can, hope that in 50 years, they, society still believe in God, man. This. Come on. It's yeah, the same it's thing as Footloose. Go and watch that. Just yeah. saying. Weapons are, weapons are part of my religion. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 
I hope that in 50 years, people look back at this and just think it was just as stupid as alcohol prohibition because everybody thinks that was ridiculous now and marijuana prohibition was ridiculous. So I hope we get to that point with guns. How do you create a black market? Prohibit something. Prohibit something. Mm -hmm. And if buyback work, we'd start buying back heroin, right? Yep. And fentanyl. Oh, you should get that off the street. That's really bad. I've been. That's really bad. I should make that illegal. Yeah. A, a friend of mine pointed out that people only shoot each other over illegal stuff. Nobody's shooting each other over the rights to who gets a gun, who gets a computer store on the corner. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh. Cool. The new iPhone. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not anybody over that. Maybe new Samsung. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Poor taste. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Uh, new gun stuff. Bullseye has some, uh, they've been making some of these, uh, Remington 700 builds. Uh, they use the Kdex, is this their Nuke stock? Yeah, it's the Nuke. 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 The Strike Nuke Evo, which is the same as that Kdex that I had there. Uh, same stock. Uh, except that this is just like a Remington 700 SPS. They just put them together, and, uh, Bob's your uncle, I think. Robert, Robert's your nephew, something like that, I don't know. Nephew of Robert. Nephew of Robert. Yes, nephew of Robert. So confusing. One thing I was surprised about that looking at it, I was surprised they didn't stick a big bolt handle on it. Mm. It looks kind of weird in that stock with a little stock bolt handle. But well, I am tempted to buy one. M700, uh, I guess you could do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm tempted to buy one because that's, uh, that's quite nice. That's a decent price. What's what does an SP uh, a Rem seven hundred SPS go for these days? Mm-hmm. Eight hundred bucks. More than it's worth. There? Yes, more than it's worth. But like eight hundred bucks for that, and then how much do these stocks go for? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their stuff's expensive. It's gorgeous, but it's expensive. It seems like a good deal. There's a couple things on that stock that are fantastic, though. Like that cheek piece, the fact that you can just torque it up or torque it down, spring load it, put your face where you want, torque it. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I am highly tempted because I've got a Remington 700 Police and I love the gun. It is just stupid, stupid accurate. I hate Camilla's the magazine. Camilla's is selling neck. the Remington uh, SPS for a thousand bucks. So five hundred bucks, oh, you get yourself a, a stock. Mm, that's a good deal. Yeah, the strike nuke chassis is ah, uh, they're five ninety nine to six seventy eight. Mm-hmm. Just the chassis. Okay, yeah. so that's good. You're saving mm-hmm. a couple hundred bucks there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, or for six hundred bucks, you could turn your police uh, seven hundred into a. Uh, <sighs> I've I kind of been baiting because I did stick a. I did stick a muzzle brake on the thing, so I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Away. I just got to get rid of that magazine because the magazine on those things is garbage. What is it? It's a, it's a Remington 700 Police. It's a four round box magazine, but you got to like fight to get rounds into it. It's just detachable it's, it's or internal? Internal. Uh. Internal four rounder, and it's just crap. I hate it. But the gun shoots like third of an inch. I mean, because I shot, like, a, what? I shot a group issues or. Well, once you get the rounds in, it feeds fine. It's fine. It's so getting it's the, the loading you don't like. Yeah. Yeah, it's just awkward. Uh, there's, a re- there's a reason that the good Lord above invented detachable box magazines. That was John Moses Browning. Yeah, <laughs> man, like he is above. still argue with me on we'll YouTube like about detachable mags. They still uh, think like, "Oh, I'll lose it." It's like, oh, man, listen, okay. It. I understand Gallon. both. Both. Uh, 
I understand yeah. both points of view. They both have a purpose. It's they both have right. a a reason. It depends on you know. I understand why the police one would be non-detachable. You don't you're you know you're taking an elevated position. You're loading it before you get there. It's not something that you take out of. It's not like an air. They get to take out of the back of the truck and load. It's, yeah, and at the end of the day, when you got to cycle the rounds through it to get them out of the magazine, you can dump the base plate, I guess. But I yeah. usually see people actually just cycle them through the gun. So. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry with that. yeah, can't trust cops to, to remember stuff. So Okay, well, you're not wrong there. Okay. Okay. The thing but did have a 15-pound trigger on it when I got it. <laughs> naturally, police gun. Oh, it, you could, I couldn't even pull. Like you had to, Actually, I was pulling the trigger so hard, I could mm-hmm. see the optic drifting. Mm-hmm. And I was trying not to. My smallest group was about three and a half inches to four inches. That was the wow. best I could shoot with that gun with 168-grain uh, gold, uh, gold metal match. I had tactical teacher give me a hand. We pulled the whole gun apart, had to take a torch to it to get all the epoxy out of the trigger that they'd put on it because it's an adjustable trigger, but they epoxied the crap out of it. So we did all that, got it down. It's maybe two and a half pounds now. Absolutely no take up. Brake is clean and I can shoot third of an inch grips with a third of an inch to half inch. Just by cleaning up what was there? Oh yeah. It's ridiculous how accurate that gun is now. It's so sweet. But uh, the magazine has got to go. It's been pissing me off for 10 years. That's not the one with the triangular barrel, is it? No, it's got a round bull barrel on it. Okay. That was their varmint something? Um, XCR? XCR. XTR? XCR, something like that. Yeah. Looked super cool. The local good detachment here has one. I've seen them practice with it at the range when they're training. Or I should say I've seen it on the range. Okay. Uh, Profit River is uh, so Vortex works with Profit River to sell all of their open box and other used scopes, but they're still good. They still have a Vortex warranty on them and whatever. And uh, they're, they're, there's some huge discounts. So uh, check that out. That's going to be on CGN. I don't know how you buy. They were mentioning some sort of uh, way that you call them. Call Profit into... River. And... Can wow. you just call them and buy it? Oh. Call Profit yeah. River and find out when they're for sale and how to buy them. Looking yeah. down here, check out everything is like half price. Yeah, yeah whatever you do, don't pick price. up the phone and speak to another human being. Just go to the internet. <laughs> and it, d- it still continues the warranty, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Still got lifetime so, warranty. Hello. Wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, can't go wrong. I'm looking down the list and uh, sweet. Got a $5,300 scope on for 2900 Twenty-seven hundred, three hundred dollars scopes, like one hundred and fifty bucks. It's cheaper than even on gun nuts for you scopes. So just go. Yeah, do it. looks pretty awesome. Some of the rimfire stuff is cheap. And it's really good. Yeah, mm. yeah fantastic pricing. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one here, uh, uh, tactical imports is bringing in the Bursa TPR nine. This is the uh, Thunder Pro pistol that they have. Um, New pistol. Thought I would just mention it. It's five hundred bucks. I think. I think. I think. I think five fifty. I'm gonna wait for the hunting gear guy review. Mm-hmm. Gonna be waiting next week. I think I'm, I'm gonna get one of those. Uh, okay. International shooting supplies is running their pre-Christmas customer sale. There's a couple of things in there that I saw that were pretty good. They've got American Eagle two two three thousand rounds for three sixty nine. That's really that's good. That's pretty good. 
I got some 9mm 124 grain, 219. <laughs> That's pretty good. They had blazer... 219 for 1,000? 219 for 1,000, yep. Blazer 124 grain brass? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's excellent. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. excellent. Not bad. They had some yeah. Blazer 22 ammo, 5,000 rounds for 250, which is I think that's five cents around. Yes. Yeah. They still, they have that match tech that I bought last time from SFRC at the same price, 160 bucks. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Basically, some really cheap ammo. Uh, yep. So if you're looking for some cheap ammo, definitely go take a look at International Shooting Supplies. Can never have too much. Buy a cheap stack of deep. Mm-hmm. Yep. As Matthew used to say, the only time you have too much ammo is when you're swimming or on fire. Or the shelf can't <laughs> handle it. Yeah. No, then you put it on the floor. <laughs> Correct. It becomes the shelf. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So I've got all my shotgun ammo that doesn't fit into my safe, so yeah. it just lives up there. Too, too <laughs> uh, lastly, I wanted to just uh, uh, Bergera uh, so TAC, mm-hmm. TAC Canada is bringing in the Bergera B14 Rimfire. This is a Ooh. very nice uh, Precision 22. So this would be like for your your CRPS, RPS. Yeah. Yeah, but 22 LR. Uh, very Ooh, fancy. Pretty. Very it's... nice looking. 1500 bucks. Bergera is high-end stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder. There should be a show sponsor. Just because you want one of these. Oh, that's just the cutest little bolt. <laughs> just scroll down on, on the know, link right? there. Look at the bottom. The adorable. bolt is so short. <laughs> Cute. That's adorable. And yes, I want one. Mm. And yes. Nice looking gun. It is a nice looking gun. Uh, $1,500. It is $1,500. So that's why I said it should be a show sponsor. And that way, yeah. you know, gonna, Kelly can gonna, try it out. It's going to shoot better than my Kui. Probably <laughs> of not. course. <laughs> Yeah, those QBs are great. You can shoot dime-sized groups with those. That's all you need. Yeah. Nice gun, though. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that's all okay. I got for new gun stuff. Sweet. All right. Listener feedback is brought to you by Armory DC Gunsmith. Actually, We're not doing the main gunsmith. topic this week. Well, it's not on the. It's not on the thing. Oh wait, I scrolled down too far. Well, we talked about uh, the main topic already. I yeah, failed. We did. Yeah, we probably should have picked one before the show. I guess mm. we should have. Wait, we, weren't we going to discuss something? You were doing something. Your SLR coming apart and oh, sliding yeah. rails. Well, that's and stuff. an email that's coming up. I guess. Yeah. That that will burn enough time. All right. <laughs> okay. On Hi everybody. Point, we're really prepared. I know. Yeah, we're really prepared, and I am bailing because I haven't been home in a couple days. So, <laughs> so your main host is leaving. Trevor, it's all you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, Dave. It was great seeing you. Oh, you're bailing like right now. Yeah, I'm bailing like right now. I said I was bailing at 8 o'clock in chat. That was pretty chat. random. Uh, and I'm out. That was random. I did. You just don't know how to read the internets. Okay. Well, See you guys. Later. Bye. All right. Fun. Bye. So listener feedback is sponsored by DC Gunsmith. I'm DC Gunsmith, a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearm refinishing. We were getting high on Terracote fumes today, actually. Not on purpose. Oh, Calm down. He offers hot blowing, park rising, and circle finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at www.dcgunsmith.ca. Follow Armory DC Gunsmith on Facebook at 
Facebook.com forward slash Armory DC Gunsmith and Instagram at forward slash Armory DC Gunsmith. This week, the shop got in those Benelli clones, the Sullen Arm Attack mm. 12. The, the YouTube's is full of Sullen Arms Tac 12 videos, so you can go on there and see for yourself how awesome they are. We have two versions in stock one regular with the uh, M4 style stock, and one deluxe that comes with two sets of chokes fancy extended chokes, what for sticking out the front of the barrel, and two stocks. You can have a traditional stock, or you can go with that Benelli M4 style with the adjustable comb and whatnot. 18 and a half inch barrel, chambered in three inch. It will hold five three inch in the tube, plus one in the pipe plus a ghost load. Um, so, yeah, you can uh, you can get after it. Uh, pricing. I was really surprised about these because when they when they were first announced, I was thinking in my head, oh, these aren't going to work for that price. And they... I thought the reliability would just be garbage. Nope. And uh, no, they're, they're actually really good. They're really good. The fit and finish is... is um, this is a value firearm. Is it Benelli? Mm-hmm. Nope, but it's not nope. $4,000. But it's a lot more quality for $700 and $800 than frankly you deserve. Um, you know, that's it's, it's the way it is. It's a lot of... Well, yeah, the uh, uh, the Turkish Lira, so the, the, the currency that they use in Turkey dropped by a quarter in the last five years, ten years. I can't remember which one I was looking at. Someone was like, why are all these Turkish shotguns on, on the market right now and why are they so cheap? The Turkish Lira is worth it's it was Nothing. decimated in value, so yeah. that's that's why we can buy all these cheap Turkish shotguns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, um, Kelly, you want to take the first email? Sure. It says hi, Kelly. I like this. He said Kelly first, by the way. Hi, Kelly, Adriel, and I Trevor. Give it to you. He obviously wants You're to hear the from tone you. Tone wrong. It's supposed to be hi, Kelly. <laughs> that's creepy. <laughs> Very flirtatious, Adriel. Yeah. <laughs> So he goes on to say, I discovered your podcast about six months ago and found it very entertaining, informative, and sometimes opinionated. He must be listening when Trevor was talking. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Most uh, most episodes are almost just long enough to fill my Friday commute to work. Uh, I'm new to IPSEC and IDPA. I own a SIG Sauer P320, a full size with uh, uh, SIG light sights. I've used it in many action shoot sessions with my club, on my black badge, and a few IPSC matches since there, and since then have had no issues. Um, also, I'm also, I've also used Don't it. Yourself. I know. I've also used it with some IDPA shooting as well. I ran it from a Safari Land as 737-87TS holster. Yes. I know it's a retention. That's the thumb lock one. Yeah. I know it's a retention holster, but it's very similar to the holster I carry at work. So I'm not having to learn a new draw stroke. So he must be somebody who is in law enforcement. So I'd like to ask Trevor why he does not think the P320 is an IPSC gun. He must have been listening to the last episode because you said it wasn't one. Keep up the great work, Jim. Sorry, Jim. You've been doing a great job of... uh, of making our listeners really appreciate our opinions on the SIGs and the uh, the Remington Thunderbolts and <laughs> yeah. yes, we're not doing a whole series on the Thunderbolt, Luke Godin. Just saying. all right, so never say never. No, this is a. I don't have a SIG P320 anymore, but I have owned two. And uh, short answer: Why isn't it a Nipsic gun? 
Because Ipsic is a game, and it is not a gun built for a game. It is a gun built for duty, for carry, for self-defense. So I will use this gun in um, substitute for the SIG P320. This is a CZ P10F. So it is in the same category of firearm as the SIG P320. By that I mean it is a polymer gun um, with a striker-fired trigger. This gun from the factory comes with three-dot sights, not unlike the SIG. The controls on this kind of gun are very um, low-profile, slick, and difficult to get to because you don't want these controls to snag on anything. The magazine release is kind of almost, it's so small, it's almost recessed. Why? Under stress in a gunfight, you don't want to accidentally hit it. Chances are, if you need to reload, your things have gone so far sideways that the fight's either over or it's going to be over soon. So the magazine release on a carry gun doesn't need to be big because typically you don't get a chance to reload. Um, another thing, lightweight. So a lightweight gun is a gun that recoils. A gun that recoils is a gun that takes longer to shoot. Now let's compare and contrast that, if you will, with Ipsic guns. I this... just looked up the weight real quick here, Trevor. Yep. A SIG P320 is 25.8 ounces, and I'm pretty sure a Shadow is about double that. Right. Here is an Ipsic pistol. This is a Tamfoglio Limited Custom in 40 Smith & Wesson. SIG, it has very large controls, the slide stop is large. The safeties are large and extended and ambidextrous. It has adjustable rear target sight. It has a fiber optic front sight. It has slots cut all over the place. What for making the cycle, the slide cycle faster. It has stippling everywhere. It has a mag well. The magazines have bumper or have extended base pads on them, all in an effort to speed things up. The trigger is a light two and a half pounds single stage here's my th what, what what did we say this thing weighs over three pounds uh no uh just short of three pounds just short 40, of three pounds. 40 that'll be like 46 48 ounces somewhere somewhere in there shadow two is about the same weight right so this one happens to have an optic on it but we can pretend it's not there it would have fiber optic front sight adjustable rear sight it has a super smooth double action trigger a short single action trigger, cocking serrations everywhere, extended controls, extended magazine release. That's an Ipsic pistol. <clears throat> That's a duty pistol. Can you use a duty pistol in Ipsic? Yes. Can I take my truck to a NASCAR race? Yes. Will it be as competitive? No. no. If you're a good shooter, you don't care. You can put any gun in Casey Eusebio's hands and he's going to hammer your ass with it. It doesn't matter if you're a good shooter. Is there a competitive advantage to using a quote-unquote Ipsic pistol? Yes. So um, that's why Trevor Furlott feels that the SIG P320 is not an Ipsic pistol because it's just not. It's a lightweight polymer duty pistol. Just because you use it in Ipsic doesn't make it an Ipsic pistol. This is my own personal definition. Your mileage may vary, but an Ipsic pistol is a pistol that you would probably never carry and is designed from the ground up what for gaming much like a Formula car and IndyCar. Yeah, because once upon a time, Ipsic's production division was for duty combat guns. pistols. Yep, duty duty or combat guns. And since then, like they, they gave it a definition, and that definition since then has been exploited? 
much some, so. Some some guns have fit into that Completely. definition that uh, probably wouldn't have if the original intention was to just have duty and combat guns, and uh, and now we have stuff that aren't duty and combat guns, but are much better competition guns. It is a game. Yeah. And we work within the rules that are given to us, to our advantage, every, every chance we get. So, But yeah. there's nothing production about the production list in IPSEC. Yeah, there are duty guns on the production list, but so is the Phoenix Redback. Or the Alien. Or the Alien, <laughs> which has no business being on the production list. And do you know why? Because it's a $5,000, and, uh, and their trigger... Single action, that's right. Single action, yeah. But somehow There's... they managed to get it in as double action, single action. That's right. <laughs> so... Um, that was that was political. Somebody, somebody, I don't know. But I, but like if if you wanted to shoot uh, IPSC and IDPA and uh, be prepped for work, use shoot the same it. gun. Yeah, right. Right. use the same gun. Use the Absolutely. same gun. Use the same holster. All that kind of stuff. It's not going to be like you may not be able to do as well as you would with another gun, but you'll become really good at that one. Hey, Alex Burdett shot a couple of club matches recently, at least one with a Glock 17 and a level 3 retentional holster. Do you think he lost? Probably not. No. <laughs> right? Because he's Alex. You think Tiger yeah. Woods cares if we give him clubs from Walmart? No, because he's Tiger Woods. So, But they're Don't more forgiving. Like when, when you cool. shoot a gun that's twice the weight, it's more forgiving. It's Absolutely. more forgiving. It's easier to shoot uh, faster. It's more forgiving of bad trigger discipline because if it's got that light trigger pull on it and it's a heavy gun, it's not going to move as much when you slap at that trigger, whereas your polymer duty pistol is going to move quite a bit more. Yeah. All right, Adriel, will you take the next one? Hi, people kind. Oh, I love this one already. Uh, Last episode, Trevor, <laughs> Trevor mentioned that you want to shoot high velocity 22 for ORPS because you will be shooting out to 100 yards in the wind. This would seem like a logical way to reduce wind drift. However, that may not be the case. Apparently at lower velocities, drag is reduced, causing less drift, even though the time of flight is longer. At center fire velocities, this is not the case, and faster equals less drift. Here's a link that explains it in some more detail. Cheers. Is there science here, or what's going on? Is no, it is true. Something? Is it really true? Lower velocity for uh, 22 ammo out to like 100, 200 yards. Yeah. So Aguila standard velocity is what grouped better for me out at 100 yards compared to the high velocity Aguila, which is exact opposite with Maple Seed. At 25 yards, I will, use, yeah. I will use the high velocity. I get better groupings from that as opposed to the standard velocity. So I'm using standard for Maple Seed and high for ORPS. Switch and it. Hey, well, no, I've tried both at, at uh, Maple Seed. No. Try it at 100. C okay, I'll shut up now. Go ahead. Thank you. Try that. Uh, <laughs> what I, I've tried both at Maple Seed, but I've not tried both at ORPS. I just assumed I'm shooting 100, so I'm going to need the high velocity. So I'll so, give that a try. Yeah, so when you go in, you go and test your ammo, take a whole bunch of different types, high speed. Uh, high velocity, standard velocity, go and shoot out at 100, see what your groupings are, and choose the best ammo, which I did, which was the standard velocity Aguila compared to the high velocity, which I also did when I was shooting out to 25. Good for you. 
You're mentally giving me the finger, aren't you? <laughs> like, what's what's the drop difference at 100 for well, standard velocity well, versus high? Because that's the other like, thing. It was like six inches or something. Yeah. Versus eight. Yeah. 8.9, something like that. I don't know. I mean, as, as long as you know your distance. Uh, well, I dial, dial anyway. Cares. Yeah. I dial anyway, and ORPS is known distance. So, yeah. And I mean... Listen, is an easy way to test. Take your rifle, take some of your best high velocity take, that you're using right now, take didn't some I just, standard velocity. Didn't I just velocity. say that? Yeah. yeah, but I wasn't listening when you were talking because you started off by interrupting. And okay, so, so you're going to listen to Adriel and you're not going to talk, talking. you're not going to listen to me. Adults are talking. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Oh, Jesus, she hung up on herself. It says Kelly. We hung up on all on both of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, okay, next one from Matt. Well, <laughs> wise Trevor, would you please discuss the pros and wise cons? Trevor. I know, right? Differences. Uh, he must think I'm as old as you. He called me wise, right? With wisdom, age, and all that stuff. Uh, oh, wise Trevor. Would you please discuss the pros, cons, differences, pluses, and minuses between the ATRS Modern Sporter and the Maccabee Defense SLR? Fit, finish, feel, plus whether one should do a pre-order for something unavailable until at least April while Lord Bubbledork in Ottawa waves around his banning wad. As some of, as someone who has both receiver sets, I'd appreciate any input to where to park approximately $100 or $1,100 plus 15% HST of this proud peasant's hard-earning Canadian pesos. Uh, kind regards, Matt. So, for everyone... Uh, I think this should be a topic, main topic. Yeah, well, that's why we didn't well, have a main of, topic. Yeah. Because yeah, we said we were going to do this because it was going to take a while. Oh, Matt, I wasn't listening. Matt, by the way, it's because you're too busy interrupting <laughs> instead of listening. And making me a sandwich, which would be fantastic right now. By the way, I'm really hungry. I bet you are. Um, you look like you could use a cheeseburger. I'm just saying. Hey. There's some of the orphans that we're competing with are bigger than you. Jesus, woman, eat something. Uh, so, yeah, as I've tried to say six times now, Matt, by the way, is the guy who beat me by one shot at the last ORPS match. Good for so, you, Matt. Give him, give him bad advice give for, for bad. whatever you're going to mention yeah. here. I give bad advice. Get him back. Um, okay, basically, in a lot of ways, it will simply come down to aesthetics. Both of these rifles are quality. Both of them are going to meet the fulfill the same need. Um, fit and finish. The fit and finish on the new generation. Um, SLRs is better than the early ones now. I mean, I got the first SLR in the wild. The anodizing that was on it wasn't the best. I've since had it Cerakoted. Um, I've had, like, people talk about the magwell being tight. Well, let me... My... Here's my SLR magwell and a PMAG. And it dropped free. Here's my modern sporter in a PMAG. 
it's not dropping. Hmm. So guess what? The Modern Sporter Magwell, also tight. Um, you can fix we that, though. P-Mags, though. You just yeah. run Lars and that. They, they both drop free with Lars? Um, do I have... Or or the the B-Mags that, uh, that shall not be named? The, the, oh, here we go. Here's a Lar. Lar in the Modern Sporter. Sweet. Yep. Yep. And I don't need to slow us down by doing it to the yeah. SLR. It yeah. will do it there as well. Um, so the takedown is something that people don't like about the SLR. But the fact that it locks up so tight is something that people like about the SLR. So the SLR is on rails. No pins. And there's a takedown screw in the front. People complain about this. Well, it's not an AR-15. So don't expect it to come apart like an AR-15. It's a quote-unquote hunting rifle. Well, your other hunting rifles don't take down either, typically. Here's what I've done. In my Magpul grip, there's a piece of foam to prevent the rattle and an Allen key. The Allen key is used to <laughs> loosen that one bolt, which is retained into the receiver with a smaller screw. It's not meant to come all the way out. You just back it out. And it's captured into the hole you do, so you don't lose it if you do disassemble this in the bush. And, I mean, that's it. That's all. That's It's one screw, man. It's you Get over it. For the people that are hating on that, remember, it's not an AR-15, so don't expect to come to, to take down like an AR-15. So the screw, it's yeah, a, a little trade-off. It's a trade-off. It's, it's a trade-off. You get a much tighter fit. Your upper and lower don't have any wiggle, and some people don't like that. Yeah. So don't have to worry about it there. Yep. Uh, the trade-off is there's down key. Now, the modern sporter has two pins. One takedown pin in the front is exactly like an air. The takedown pin in the back doesn't come out of the lower. The top of the um, or the upper is got a hook instead of a hole for the pin to go through. But there is play. There's a lot of play. You can probably hear it. All right. You can see the light a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So the takedown is easy as an air. Look at that, just like that. So if you look in there, you can Easier. see... Faster. It's only one pin instead of two. Yep. I've never needed to, like, take a gun apart that fast. It's convenient, but, I mean, what's the big deal, right? If I'm taking a receiver out of a hunting rifle stock, it, it doesn't matter. But it is what it is. So then you just hook it on the bottom, slide it in the front, push the pin back into place. And done. So, <laughs> if you shoot a lot, if you shot a lot, you'd want to be able to take it down and clean the bolt because the bolt will get all carboned up. Yeah, yeah. no one's saying you can't do that. You yeah. just carry your Allen key with you. It takes more time. Yeah, it takes seconds. So, um, yeah, but uh, pros cons. An anodizing on the ATRS. Uh, it looks as good as any other AR I've ever bought. It doesn't look, you know, weak. When we Cerakoted this, the anodizing came off really easily. So, yeah. I, uh, okay. But now You're I think he, he's Cerakoting now, too. Yes, the SLRs are Cerakoted as yeah. well now. So, yeah. Which is like a... I want to say it's like it's a cheaper finish than an anodizing, but you can do colors with it and other cool stuff that typically isn't done with anodizing. Like typically, anodizing is a thinner, harder coat. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Now, um, pro of the SLR is you get to choose your trigger guard. You can use a standard mil-spec trigger guard or a Magpul one or whatever. Con, on the modern sporter, that puppy is built into the lower, just like an NEA one is built in. Now, it's extended, what, for gloves, which is which is convenient. At least they didn't make it, you know, small. But it is fixed. You're stuck with that. Enjoy. The... I always thought that the, uh, the fact that the original AR ones, like... The, the factory ones that you get that just come with like a lower parts kit, they're the mm. crappiest things ever. Yep. I hate those. I hate those little uh, uh, guards that they that they send with the uh, with the kits. I prefer the extended ones, mm-hmm. and the fact that that one's extended and just fixed is, I don't know. You're okay. I don't with know. That? I don't know any. I don't know anyone who would be like, oh man, I wish I had the crappy flat bottom one that was really small. The only way you would want that would be if you were trying to make a retro build out of this lower, and we've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And the only AR I have that uses that flat, crappy mil-spec one is one of my retro builds, just because of the aesthetic. Otherwise, they all they all get that Magpul one. So, um, now, there was another... Um, oh, neither one of these has a forward assist. It's not an option on the SLR, but it is an option on the modern Sporter. Um, they're, you can jam it up more better. Yeah, if it gets Makes jammed, you can just be like, "Oh, jam bitter." Jam, jam <laughs> really, really make a problem for yourself. Jam more gooder. I've used, I've used the forward assist once in a I, while I was, when it's like a, a quarter of an inch out, and you give it a tap, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've um, used mine. The SLR takes the Phase Five bolt carrier group. Which re- or uh, not bulk carrier group, but the uh, bad lever, which replaces the because I don't believe you can use every bad lever on the market because of how the receiver is made. I've yet to try one on the modern sporter, so I cannot report whether or not you can use a. I'm looking at it, and the way the receiver is cut out, I'm saying you could probably get away with any bad lever on the market. With the SLR, you cannot, but the Phase Five one is better than bolting the cheap Magpul one on there anyway, so just go and get yourself a, a Phase 5 one. Um, a lot of people don't like this the way the angle of the Magwell is cut out on the uh, SLR. It is what it is. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, Magwell on the ATRS is just bog standard. Yep. Yeah. It's very AR-esque. Um, it's got a bit of a nice flare to it. The front of the receiver on the lower has some um, some checker not checkering, but there's some grooves in there. Some serrations, thank you. Um, now the new modern sporters, sorry, the new SLRs, the the they've added some more lines in the front here. They've beefed it up a little bit. Um, the just the newer ones just look look better than this one. Um, the brass but realistically, flex- like they're both just receptacles for all the parts you're gonna put into them. Correct. Yep. yep. And those so, parts matter more than the receiver does. That's right. So, you know, are they are, are they good? Yeah, they're both good. The, the build will be as good as what you put into it. Brass deflector is different on the um, modern sport. Or the brass deflector is actually attached to the side of the receiver with a bolt. With the SLR, the brass deflector is molded 
into the SLR, into the side of the receiver. Now, the SLR opening the ejection port is ginormous. Sweet. Be because this has multi-cal on it. So he's, des he's designed this in anticipation that you may use this for 50 Beowulf. And those 50 Beowulf will need to come out. Um, the modern Sporter, it doesn't have a caliber on it either. But I don't know that it is ginormous. Yeah, yeah, it's not as big. So, you know, if you're considering something larger than 223 for your build, you're going to want to look into that and, and don't take my word for it. Get the actual specs and measurements to see if the ATRS ejection port is large enough to accommodate what you want. Um, I mean, mine's built on a 223 parent case, so... So if you're going to build like a, a Skookum build, which one would you choose? I chose both. Yeah. And I'm doing two totally different things with them. The SLR is slightly lighter, and I want a lightweight build for, for 3-gun. So that's the one that I turned into my 3-gun rifle. The um, Modern Sporter is built in a 30 cal, 30 cal medium game hunting rifle. So, you know, that is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, They'll both do the same thing. They will both do Sounds this. like when you, you don't like whether you're holding like if you hold the WK, you know you're not holding an AR-15. Sorry, you just do. Mm -hmm. When you're holding either of these two rifles, you do not know that you're not holding an AR-15. So, yep. you know everything is in the exact same place that it's supposed to be. Um, but with they're not. To an AR. Just so. want to make that clear. What's that, Kelly? But they're not. We just want to make that clear. That they're not, not AR ARs. Yeah, yeah. Who are you they're stating totally that for? Different. Like, I'm totally different. Totally different. I'm just saying they're that. not the same rifle. They're not variations of the AR-15. Correct. They were designed completely. Thank you. They do not independent trace, of the AR-15. <laughs> they do not yep. trace their origins to any one single platform. Thank no, you. No, that's the RCMP wording. So now. Um, <laughs> Okay, so I give you the input. Uh, where to park your money? Well, Matt, get in the car. Get a <laughs> bottle of scotch. Come on up for the night. And uh, when we're about halfway through the scotch, we'll pull them out. And uh, you can, uh, you know, oh, no. decide you want to buy both, too. Oh, uh, where's Matt located? He's in the she. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Where's that? The she? Stop it. It's not a real place. It's the only town in New Brunswick that you refer to with the word the, the Miramichi. You don't say I'm going to the Fredericton, you say I'm going to Fredericton, but when we go to the city, to Miramichi City, we say I'm going to the Miramichi because it's or the name of the river. Or if you're not from Miramichi, you go Miramichi. Yeah, you do mess that up too if you're not from here, which is yeah, sad. That's where they do all the government paperwork. That would be correct. Yeah. Yeah, so. Anyway, I'm glad I got both, and I... Um, I mean, this one's new, so I'm. Ooh, but I, Have I can't. Have you had a chance to shoot it yet? Yeah, were you oh. bringing one last week? Oh, I was last. <laughs> so, yep, I you know, get get them both, man, get them both. The if aesthetics matter, and takedown matters, 
Yes. And you want them to be as close to an air as possible, then you get the Alberta tactical. If aesthetics and takedown don't matter and you like a nice tight lockup, get the SLR. Makes sense. Yeah. So. There's pros and cons to both. There's not really a lot of cons, Kelly. But, I mean, the price. You, uh, let me, can, I want to talk about. The, I want to talk about the price. There are people all over CGN and other places complaining that these receiver sets cost a thousand dollars. Okay. Maccabee is not Daniel Defense. ATRS is not DPMS. And these they're companies Canadian companies. Aren't even Narinko. They do not have huge yeah. multi-million dollar facilities that pump out various models of Air 15, nor have they been doing that for literally decades. Centuries. Plus, okay. these firearms are restricted to the Canadian market. There's no American wants an Alberta tactical modern sporter. There's no American in Texas chomping at the bit for an SLR. They are not producing the volume to drive the price down that the American Air 15 market has. There's just no freaking way. Things cost more to produce up here. They're producing up here to Canadian labor, to Canadian manufacturing, using in some cases Canadian materials. It's Don't cry me the non-restricted tax. It costs more to make stuff in Canada. And that's what these are. They're Canadian made by Canadians for Canadians. And they're not major gun manufacturers. They're not DPMS. They're not I said it already, Daniel Defense, but name any dozen yeah. American air manufacturers. They're just they just cannot compete with that kind of volume. So you're not going to get those prices. You're yeah. not paying I mean, an unrestricted tax. The uh the tooling up and that and that kind of thing I, I agree with. I still think they're they're cashing in on their development and on taking a flyer. They're cashing in at a thousand dollars a receiver. That's okay. I think they should because they put the effort into get these things in FRT and to design a unique uh, receiver set. Um, but they're still expensive. Like a thousand dollars for receiver is, is expensive for for an AR upper and lower. They're worth it because there you can't get a non-restricted AR that's closer to an AR than these. That that's right. Correct. So if right. you want, if you, you want, want the whole the gun, best AR, you want the whole the gun by by yeah. the WK and get the weird ergonomics, and, and not fully AR compatible right. with all the parts. Yeah, and some parts that broke and some fitting issues, and mm-hmm. you know they they didn't rush it to market, but already now there's a new variant of it or a new generation of it. Um, a thousand dollars for a receiver set is not cheap. Now, here you go. Why is the stag, but it's worth it. Why is the Stag receiver set only $630? Because it's made by Stag, a huge American company that produces hundreds of thousands of guns. So they they send that up here pretty much just for our market, non-restricted because mm-hmm. it's not compatible with any other AR-10. Good to go. $630 because Stag. I don't I think it'll be a long time before you see these come down. These guys took a huge risk. I mean, yeah. CNC machines don't pay, you know, they, they they're have to pay. They're not cheap. Oh, no, they're not cheap. Mm-hmm. So nope. so anyway, that's my take on that. I mean, consider where these guns are coming from when you start going on about $1,000 in non-restricted tax. So. Or just don't, like, <laughs> if you don't have the money, don't buy it. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like at at the end you'll you'll have three K into a gun, but it'll be a smoking gun, right? You'll have right. a fantastic barrel on it. You'll have a fantastic trigger. It's going to be a an amazing two two three. Exactly. It's going to be as accurate as your bolt action rifle, but semi in a mag platform that you can get mags for in an optics uh, mounting setup that everything is designed around. It's going to be very easy to add on all that kind of stuff. Right. Yep. No, that's it. Well said. Let's move on. If you would like to email the, the show, and we would love it if you would, you could do so by sending an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Shoutouts. Uh, I've got a shout-out to Bolivar and Gavin and Angela and Laura, who all came to hang out with me while I was in Toronto. Oh, i got to tell a funny story. So um, I checked in at the hotel. So some people, some friends of ours from Toronto were like, hey, you know, you want to do something? I'm like, great. So Bolivar was like, yeah, I'm going to come over. And then Gavin and Angela are coming over. And then um, Laura uh, is somebody I chat with on Instagram a lot. Gunny girl. Kelly, when was she last year? What month? I think she was July. July. She's standing she in a She was in a swamp. swamp. Standing in a swamp with what? An SLR. Yes, she was. And um, anyway, yeah, it'd be, um, I think, uh, anyway, somebody posted something on Instagram and she commented on I'm like, why aren't you here? Anyway, I go to the bathroom and I come out. There's a no lump message. under There's a lump under my bed. Stop it. You knew I was in town. We just, we've talked about this for three days. <sighs> so, so, I come out of the bathroom, there's a lump under my bed, and I'm like, ah! Yeah, and sure, sure enough, she jumped up, and uh, it was awesome. She is a hoot. If you're not following Laura on um, Instagram, you really should. She posts every day, and it's just hilarity. And um, uh, Laura underscore Oakley, spelled with a three. Anyway, so, um, the Ipset crew went out to supper Saturday night. I went downstairs to eat by myself. Miscommunication. Brian hadn't eaten yet, and the rest of them hadn't eaten yet. So then when they got there, we had a few drinks, and they're like, let's go eat. So we're sitting in the hotel bar when the Ipsit crew roll back in, and they come over to say hello, and I'm like, this is so-and-so and so-and-so. And one of them looks right at them and goes, so, CCFR groupies or podcast groupies? <laughs> no. I thought it was priceless. Anyway, those are my shout-outs. Thank you so much for taking the time. To, oh, Gavin's not going to hear this, but uh, Bolivar might. Thanks for yeah, might. thanks for coming to hang out, guys. It was yeah, uh, awesome. And, it would have been nice to go and see Brian and Angela. <laughs> oh, and Gavin, too, because he's kind of cute. All right, go. <laughs> Adriel, do you have any shout-outs? Yeah, just the Maple Cedars. Uh, they've been really accommodating with getting us set up. Uh, we do these calls once a month, and the calls start as, uh, what do you want? <laughs> so we basically run the calls and uh, just get to dictate all the uh, uh, unreasonable stuff that we want. The, you uh, keep saying that. Jet, uh, the Maple Seed uh, Golden 1022s that I keep asking about. and Chopper. Uh, chopper yeah well originally uh we decided that we were going to get uh, a chopper because uh jets you know get to the chopper yeah we wanted an apache helicopter yeah um that's our ultimate goal um you it's not sit, it's not going so well three people on an apache helicopter though and typically you guys are driving with three or four people in a vehicle across canada you need like one of those blackhawk ones they got more seating area mm. 
room for activities. Yeah, we're Canadian and we don't have any money, so it's probably going to be a seeking. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to break down. You'll die on the way, too. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll die on the way. Thanks. Awesome. So, Matt, Matt just sent another email. He said, uh, Matt, who beat me by one hit? He wants mm-hmm. to clarify. I shot the time staged faster than Trevor, so technically he needed two hits on steel more than me to win the match. Just just want to put that out there. Thanks for clarifying, Matt. Facts matter. Mm. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, Patronies, we have Fraser who edited his... No, you don't get one. No, you don't, you don't get one. You're insolent <laughs> and saucy. <laughs> Done here. Fraser, he edited his pledge to 10 bucks, which will He's help listening people. listening tonight. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that was okay. Yeah, I did see him on there. So thank you, man. That will help uh, fuel the jet. We were going to record a Patreon episode tonight, but I've had all the Kelly I can handle for one week, so it'll have to go till next week. So, Really? Kelly, do you have any shout-outs? No, I'm fine. Oh, good. All right. So, another way you can support the show is by visiting our website and clicking on the links for Cabela's. <gasps> if you're... Yes, Kelly? Did you... So, we have people that did that last week They're with the Black Friday sales, mm-hmm. there was a Ruger 1022 on sale at Cabela's, and people went and bought those Ruger 1022s through our website. The system Sweet. works. Excellent. Tons. So, yeah, if you're going to shop at Cabela's, you're going anyway, just go through our website and give us a little oh. kickback, a little something, a little something, something. Last yeah. 30 days, people have bought $1,000 worth of stuff. Serious? Mm-hmm. Wow, times are tough in Canada. We get a dollar of that, by the way. Dollars. We get 30 <laughs> 30 bucks. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, it's better, better than, than a kick in the butt with the cold buck luck. That's yeah. right. Excellent. Um, also, be sure to join the CCFR. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada and like us on Facebook so that we can put those orphans in their place. Currently, we're at 2,229. Until next week, everybody, keep your stick on the ice. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.